What's up, peeps? We're back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us for the podcast edition of the AEW Insider. The Royal Rumble just ended less than a half hour ago, and if you ask me, it was a pretty good show. Uh, WWE spoiled us growing up, like WrestleMania especially, when they always had surprises and celebrities show up. The Royal Rumble has two over the years, because everybody's always waiting for tons of comebacks or crazy special appearances. In the last couple of years, there really hasn't been that many. I think the, the last time I was excited about somebody showing up at the Royal Rumble was, what, four or six years ago when AJ Styles made his appearance. I have to say myself that was the last time I was excited, but as long as it's a good show, I still like to watch. This Rumble did have some returns or special showings, what have you. We'll cover some, but not all of them. But anyway, let's get to an important story that happened actually backstage before the Rumble. Now, you know I've been reporting on Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle's always talking smack on Twitter, and he's ready to back it up, I must say, to legends like Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, what have you. Well, Brock Lesnar and Matt Riddle reportedly passed each other backstage. Brock wanted Riddle to know where things stood between them. The altercation was reportedly not something to show on TV. Things reportedly did not get physical between the two, but I guess maybe Brock set him straight or who knows. Ryan sat in a pro wrestling sheet did report that story first, so I want to give him some props. Anyway, let's get to the show. I had to do a double take because I had my list all out, my winners I picked, blah, 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 and I swear a match didn't happen, and I th don't think it did unless I'm blind. I think it got cut for time, and that would have been Shinsuke's Nakamura's in a continental title match. I didn't see it at all in the show. But the pre-show, the first match I kicked it off was Sheamus versus Shorty G. I did pick Sheamus, even though I wanted Shorty G to win, and of course Sheamus did win. Sheamus just returned a couple weeks ago, so there's no way he's going to lose. And I have to say, man, that guy's in the shape of his life. If you don't know Sheamus' story, he used to be like a bodyguard, and he used to work out at Triple H's gym. And Triple H told him he should be a wrestler, and boom, look at him now, especially when you got Triple H backing you. But Sheamus does his YouTube show when he's always working out with all the wrestlers he does crazy shit but during his career sometimes he's had like a little bit of a pot belly as big of a pot belly as he can have for his physique or his midsection's been a little bit too big or too thick but you gotta see the cat man he's a still a big dude he's in the best shape of his life though but Jameis did kick ass he beat shorty g and it sucks for gable and also on the pre-show we did have humberto carrillo versus andrade for the u.s title you know Andrade did win, but Humberto Carrillo is definitely going to get either the U.S. title or IC title or Cruiserweight title sometime too soon. That guy's got too much talent. All right, on to the main show. Yeah, I was very happy they did this. The first match, just to get it the fuck out of the way. And if you ask me, they should have got rid of this match just said of the Shinsuke Braun Strowman match. But it was Roman Reigns versus King Corbin in a Falls Count Anywhere match. I watched the show with my daughter tonight, and she said to herself, I didn't even have to. The match was boring as fuck. During the match, you know, of course, Corbin had his cronies come out because it's Falls Count Anywhere, no DQ. So Brock, Le I mean, what you call it, uh, Dolph Ziggler and... And, uh, excuse me, Bobby Roode showed up and they were all beating the piss out of Roman. But if they show up, then you know the Usos, who were off their DUIs and getting arrested, they showed up too, so they even up the score. In the end, Vince's golden boy, Roman, got the win, which I think is bullshit. I was going for Corbin. 
After that, they did get into the Women's Royal Rumble Rat match. I can't report the whole thing, of course, but as I was watching it, I did write some notes, so this is what I'll say. Uh, Bianca Belair was the second to come in. She had a fucking great showing at the Rumble. Uh, Molly Holly was actually the first surprise. Uh, Mandy Rose was about to get eliminated later on in the match, and out of nowhere, Otis rolled out from under the ring, and she actually landed on him instead of the floor, and she was able to continue fighting. Later on, though, Rose was about to get eliminated, but Otis was on the outside still, and he caught her. Uh, Sonya Deville was on the ring apron, and Bianca punched her off. She landed on top of Mandy and Otis, and they all fall to the floor, so fire and desire was out. Even though Bianca Belair and, uh, what you call it, uh, excuse me, Bianca Belair, and I want to say the first person, oh, I'm sorry, it was Alexa Bliss, I apologize, were the first two in the ring. By number 17, they were the only two still left. They eliminated everybody. After that, Belair eliminated Alyssa Bliss, and the rumble did continue. Beth Phoenix was another surprise. Edge's wife and ex-WWE woman, Divas Chant, what have you. Uh, a lot of NXT women were in the Rumble, which was great. Uh, Charlotte Flair did, did eliminate uh, Bianca Belair, which sucked. But I'm glad they gave Bianca Belair, the EST of NXT, her proper time to shine. She's a beast, a workhorse. She kicked ass if she got to show the world tonight. Uh, Kelly Kelly was also another surprise. Uh, number 29, there were rumors about him showing up, and he did. It was Santino Morella. He made his comeback. I don't think he's back for good, but he showed up, and he was all dressed in drag. Uh, he wind up taking himself out with his own Cobra strike because Natalia and Beth Phoenix were about to whoop his ass. Uh, number 30 in the ring was Shayna Baszler from NXT. Shayna Baszler was fucking just throwing chicks out left and right peeps uh at the end i mean towards the end it was baszler versus the bfs beth phoenix and natty uh beth actually turned on natty and then it was her and shayna in the end though it was flair and shayna baszler and i did tell you that charlotte flair would win and charlotte flair did win when you think about who's gonna win you can't go for who you like because i can't stand charlotte flair but you have to use your head and see who vince likes that is vince's golden child for the women's division like I said, last year, Vince felt that Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch were not enough to highlight, highlight uh, excuse me, headline WrestleMania, and he threw Flair in the match. So you knew she was going to win the Rumble and be in the main event at Mania this year. All right, after that, we did have the SmackDown's Women Championship match. It was Bailey versus Lacey Evans. Like I said, Lacey Evans has been working hard. She does deserve the belt, but it is not her time. And Vince and the writers feel the same way because Bailey retained her title without the help of Sasha Banks, I might add. And I must say, too, unless I'm tripping, I did not see the boss, Sasha Banks, all night. I hope there's not some crap going on behind the scenes again with her and Vince. After that, I was surprised they had the match so early. They did have the Universal Championship match, which was the Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan, and it was a strap match. I told you on my last show, on my prediction show, that these two were going to leave it all in the ring and beat the living piss out of each other, and that's exactly what they did. You should have seen the welts on the back of Daniel Bryan after the match. But in the end, the Fiend did retain his Universal title.
And after that, we did have the Raw Women's Championship match, which was the man, Becky Lynch, versus Asuka. Like I said in a prediction show, there's no way they're going to have the man lose that belt before WrestleMania. She might lose it at Mania, but not before. And Becky Lynch did retain her belt. All right, peeps, we got to pay some bills real quick. When I get back, I got some Royal Rumble 2020 highlights, plus the winner. And I got some great wrestling news. We got something about Carmella, Seth Rollins, Ring of Honor, some random news, what have you. So we'll be right back, peeps. Ciao. All right, peeps, let's get back to the Rumble. But before that, remember to check us out on all major podcasting platforms, Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider and on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1. So now for the finale of the pay-per-view, the Men's Royal Rumble. Of course, Brock Lesnar was number one. He claimed that he was going to take everybody else, so pretty much I guess he didn't have to fight anybody at Mania, or maybe he could pick his opponent, who would know. But number two was Elias. He got rid of Elias and tons of other people very, very quickly. Later on in the Rumble, MVP made his return. He had a dope Black Panther outfit on. It was awesome, but he didn't last long either. When AEW started and WWE was signing all these people and all that and trying to re-sign them, they did offer MVP a contract at the time, but he was insulted at how much they were paying him. So either maybe he's sick of working or they upped the price, but it's good to have him back regardless. Um, During the Rumble, I love how Brock showed his personality through the rumble he was smiling laughing having fun he was bobbing to people's rap entrance music what have you i like when he gets to let loose a little bit but brock took everybody out and he got that got in his way big e ray mysterio and kofi gave him a tad of trouble but after that he kept cleaning house but then he got a little stuck Keith Lee entered. Keith Lee held on until Braun Strowman came out. So he was in there against Keith Lee and Braun Strowman. Keith Lee and Braun got into it later on, and Brock snuck them and took them both out with one shot. After that, Ricochet came out. Ricochet lasted a little bit, and then my dog Drew McIntyre came out. If you watched the YouTube video or listened to the last podcast, you know I picked the chosen one, Drew McIntyre, to win. Ricochet hit Brock in the balls from behind, and Drew hit him with his grenade kick or whatever that is and took Brock Lesnar out. Brock is pissed off, though, literally. He's saying he was talking crap, waited outside the ring. And then, what you call it, Brock actually did tie Braun Strowman for eliminating the most people, which is 13, in the Royal Rumble. A little later, Edge, the rated R superstar, made his return, which I had been predicting. He was number 21. But when the smoke all cleared, my dog, the chosen one, the man that Vince McMahon picked eons ago to be WWE champion, Drew McIntyre, won the Rumble. So you know it's going to be Drew versus Brock at Mania, and Drew needs to get that gold strap. On to some news. My baby Carmella did an interview and reveal who helped her make a career in WWE and some other subjects. She said, Triple H, he's the one that helped me make my career because I would have got, well, maybe would have gone on with Enzo and Cass and been their manager, but they held me back in NXT, well, he held me back in NXT, and because of him, I was able to branch out on my own, which is true. A few months ago, he pulled me to the side and said, remember when you was upset because I didn't bring you up with the boys? Now you know. 
And I was like, wow. And that's even cool for him to bring that back and recall that. So it meant a lot to me. And that is very true. You can ask anybody. Big Cass, not really anymore because I met him in real life and he is a douchebag. But Enzo and Big Cass were my peeps and my daughter's peeps too with Carmella. And we thought it was fucked up they didn't pull her up. But look what happened. She stayed down there a couple months. She got called up. She worked hard. And she was a great women's champion even though some people helped her. I mean, hated her. And now Anna, who helped her grow in WWE. She said, I will say when we had the original draft back in 2016, the original six girls in that locker room who helped me grow. It was myself, Alexa Bliss, Natalia, Becky Lynch, Nikki Bella, and Naomi. I feel like us girls had a chip on our shoulders because we felt like we were the redheaded stepchild of the women. No, we have to prove ourselves. And I think we all rallied together and we really made the SmackDown's Women Division one to watch. I agree. Without Nikki Bella, Natalia, or any of them, they were there for me. Natty and I text every single day still. So I was super bummed when she got drafted to Raw a few years back. But they show me the ways. They show me so much. I also reach out to Nicole every now and then, Embry too, just to ask them for advice or just check in with them. The locker room was so amazing when we always wanted the best for each other. The Messiah Monday Night Raw did get in trouble a few days ago. If you watch my YouTube channel or you follow wrestling, you probably heard about it. He did tweet a picture to help support his friend's coffee company. What he tweeted was a picture of druids. Druids are like the guys who surround the ring when Undertaker comes down or the walkway, those guys with the capes on their head. Some no-life douchebags online ran with it and said that he was supporting the KKK, which was not true. Seth did apologize for his post but then he did take it down and i don't blame him at all nikki and brie bella have a new prank show on nickelodeon it's definitely for kids but if you like them check it out and show them them some support i have a clip of it on our facebook and the episode does premiere this friday on nickelodeon mandy rose just re-signed for another five years with wwe Rusev actually went on record and said that Vince McMahon pulled him to the side and told him he's been doing some great acting since the whole Lana and Lashley storyline started. On the Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor is catching some heat for some questions they actually ask females when they apply for a job with the company. They ask women how, women how many children they have and if they're married. Now, you know if you ever filled out applications for a job, those questions are never fucking on an application at all. You know why they are asking those women that, but that doesn't make it right. And also, the Briscoes have decided to stick with Ring of Honor and they re-sign new contracts. Details about it have not been released yet. Random News Major douchebag Vince Russo is taking shots at wrestling once again. I guess he's still butthurt because nobody will give his toxic ass a fucking job. Here's what he had to say. The bottom line is, bro, to really simplify this... 20 years ago, 25 years ago, the entire world was watching professional wrestling. They have turned that into a niche market. There is a very small audience watching wrestling today. It's very simple. And the product they've turned into is, you know, I'm one of the millions and millions and millions who are not interested in that product. So, you know, it's real simple, bro. It's not the same product. They've changed the game. 
If you like it, bro, that's cool. Watch it. But you know, there are a lot of people that used to like pro wrestling and do not watch it anymore. Now, him saying it got turned into a niche market, I don't agree with. But it is facts and it's statistics that a lot of people don't watch wrestling like they used to. But with all these things popping up like AEW, a lot of fans have been coming back. Vince Russo is just a douchebag who's butthurt, like I said. And finally, a few shows ago, I re reported that and posted the video of Psychosis 2 slapping the piss out of Conan. Well, Conan has a podcast called Keeping It 100, and he gave his side of the story. Conan said, now I see Psychosis 2 with other guys, so I'm kind of looking around and thinking, bro, is this guy actually going to jump me here with these guys? Well, I'm kind of looking out of my side of my vision, and I try to defuse the situation. He slaps me out of nowhere. I'm thinking real quick for that split second, bro, if I hit him, I know I'm going to get jumped. I just know I am. I feel it. If we would have been one-on-one, -on -one, I would have punched the shit out of him. I'm thinking in that moment, let me get the fuck out of here so I can get into the dressing room and get my boys to come out. He says by the time I was able to do that, his attacker was gone. And FYI, he just wanted to clarify that the psychosis was not the one who wrestled in WCW and WWE. It actually is psychosis too. And like I said, I actually seen the video, I posted the video, he could say whatever the fuck he wants, when he got the piss slapped out of him, he was shook, he didn't raise his hands, he didn't look aggressive at all, he looked sad, shocked, and he was copping fleas, because he didn't want to catch any fucking more, I'm a big Conan fan, but that's some bullshit. All right, peeps. Well, that's out. I apologize for all the stuttering and all that. Like I said, Anchor, even though I love it, has shitty editing equipment, so I can't even edit it like I do my YouTube videos, yada, yada. But I still want to bring you that news. Definitely check out the YouTube video if you haven't. I posted a show yesterday with the predictions, but other wrestling news stories I didn't cover on here. AEW news, what have you. Remember, check us all out, out on all major podcasting platforms, Facebook and YouTube, the AEW Insider, and on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1. I'll be back in a couple days, peeps. Ciao.